More solo home runs and missed opportunities for our Chicago White Sox as they fell to the Texas Rangers 5-2 to two on the south side and are now 12 games under 500. Lots going on before the game. Is this a one-and-done year for Pedro Grafol? Are White Sox players already asking to be traded? And Rick Hahn talks about October baseball. The White Sox remain very frustrating. You are locked on White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Sox fans, welcome back to Lockdown White Sox. Thank you for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Lockdown White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, I'm your host Nick Morowski, a lifelong diehard Chicago White Sox fan. Recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore. A GGTV Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, uh, your team every day. The White Sox take on the Texas Rangers on Tuesday. Dylan Cease is on the mound. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. State of our White Sox, they are 31 and 43, just five and a half games back in the AL Central. I just can't believe it. I don't even want to mention it because it is such a mirage. Uh, but you have to. 12 games under 500, only five and a half games back. What a division. Uh, what a year. Sox fell to the Rangers 5-2. to two. Uh, It was a bull a bullpen game uh, for the White Sox. Uh, I, I didn't think it was a horrible outing for Tanner Banks and uh, the other arms. Uh, bummer, a little iffy there, but just, you know, it's not what we were looking for, not what we were anticipating, not what we were hoping for in the late June of 2023, but you get what you get. Uh, Sox offense uh, had opportunities, uh, but back-to-back -back solo home runs uh, were really the only excitement. Sox were 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position, uh, but that's nothing new. A failure to produce uh, in those moments uh, uh, with guys on base in scoring position, uh, you know, that has been happening all season long. Definitely happened in Seattle. Uh, got all the details of Monday's game later in this episode. So on Monday morning, MLB insider uh, John Heyman was on 670 the score. Uh, talking about Grafol's frustration uh, with being asked about Jake Berger hitting eighth in the series finale against the Mariners. Uh, that frustration really showed, uh, Heyman said on the Mully and Haw show on Monday morning. Uh, he had Berger batting eighth. I really don't know what to make of that other than he's frustrated. 
I don't know if he's frustrated with his bosses or the questions or what, but it wasn't a great look. He's supposed to be a disciplinarian, probably should show more uh, some of that discipline on his own. It's uh, nice we got a window into his frustration, but I would say if this year doesn't turn around, he could be a one and done. Uh, no matter what direction general manager Rick Hahn takes with the team, Heyman believes Grafol will at least avoid getting canned during the season. I would say they're giving him the year likely, uh, Heyman said, but among the managers, I would say Marmel is probably in greater trouble based on the expectations in St. Louis and the performance of that team. Uh, but Grafol cannot be in great standing at this point. They have underachieved immensely. Uh, I know I say this every show, but they should be a decent team. They really should, and they have not been. Uh, I'm sure he's frustrated. I'm sure he's probably hearing it from his bosses, somebody above. This is probably a window into that. Uh, so from that perspective, I guess that was good, but he really shouldn't be saying stuff like that. Uh, again. Uh, the way Grafol commented uh, on that uh, situation with uh, just, a, you know, questioning the whole Jake Berger hitting eighth, you know, uh, the numbers would say he should be much higher, be getting at least four at-bats. And uh, Grafol went into this whole thing about he's going to he's going to get his four at-bats. We're going to win. Berger only got three at-bats. And then he ended that whole rant. Uh, I talked about it on the previous episode, but it bears repeating. Ended this rant with. If you don't like the lineups, basically just go talk to Jerry, which is such a ridiculous thing to say. And I do believe uh, Heyman hit it right on the head. It's just pure frustration at this point uh, from Pedro Grafol. Uh, this was an article in an article from Bob Nightingale recently, and we know all about Bob Nightingale. And, uh, you know, he is, uh, I believe, a mouthpiece uh, to the White Sox organization, namely Jerry. And uh, this is uh, the blurb from his a recent stuff in USA Today. Several veterans in the Chicago White Sox organization have privately expressed that they would welcome a trade and considering the way they are playing, may soon get their wish. None of the players, however, have formally asked uh, the White Sox front office to trade them. So I think All-Star Game is... Uh, around mid, or at least the all-star break is mid-July, and you've got the trade deadline August 1st, so uh, the clock is ticking. Uh, I, I, I don't know if anything serious will happen until after the all-star break. The Sox might wait, you know, try to get the most for some of these players. Uh, if they do, uh, you know, honor some of these wishes by veteran players, if this is uh, true from Bob Nightingale, but interesting stuff there. Uh, as always from Bob Nightingale, uh, I sometimes look at it as uh, that's basically what the front office is saying. You know, Bob Nightingale just uh, kind of puts his name on that. Uh, prior to the game on Monday, uh, Lance Lynn was placed on the bereavement list. Romy Gonzalez uh, placed on the 10-day IL uh, Right-handed pitcher Nicholas Padilla uh, recalled from AAA Charlotte, and we saw him on Monday. Uh, infielder Jose Popeye Rodriguez recalled from AA Birmingham. Uh, Rodriguez, who uh, was the club's number six prospect per MLB pipeline, uh, Rodriguez batted 
238, 274, 429 with nine doubles, nine home runs, 25 RBIs, and 26 runs scored over 44 games with Birmingham uh, this season. We did not see Rodriguez on Monday. Uh, Padilla, on the other hand, posted a 5.09 ERA with 28 strikeouts over 21 games with Charlotte uh, in uh, this season. He has made one appearance in two previous stints with the big league club this season, allowing two runs over two innings on May 10th in Kansas City. Uh, GM, our fearless leader, Rick Hahn, said it's still too early to peg White Sox's trade deadline se- uh, sellers. Also continues to completely back rookie manager Pedro Grafol. Well, that's because uh, he is a Han guy. Rick Han uh, placed him in that position. And uh, so, of course, uh, you're going to say all the right things there. Uh, Tim Anderson was not in the lineup again. Uh, reports are good, and he's day-to-day. It's not too bad, said Pedro Grifol. Uh, So Tanner Banks uh, had the start against the Rangers on Monday. Tanner Banks was the first Chicago White Sox lefty starting pitcher since Dallas Keuchel, May 26, 2022. It snapped a string of 191 straight righty starts. The last time they had a longer stretch without a southpaw was 194 games from September 7th, 1933 to May 19th, 1935. That great stuff from Chris Kamka. Uh, It was not uh, a horrible effort by the bullpen. Uh, Just simply, in my mind, a good baseball team uh, beating a bad baseball team on the south side. Uh, More on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Uh, buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. Uh, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Game Time is the place for last minute. Uh, ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, theater, and more. Uh, the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, uh, Game Time will credit you 110% of the difference. Snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Download the Game Time app. Create an account and use code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONMLB for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price uh, guaranteed. Our Chicago White Sox face off against the Texas Rangers once again on Tuesday Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, Sox fell to the Rangers, of course, 5-2. to two. Uh, yeah, June 19th uh, was uh, Monday's game, of course, 2023. Uh, boy, things were supposed to be so much different when you think way back, uh, maybe the year... 2017, maybe 2019, maybe even thinking about 2020. And like, oh boy, 
You know, we didn't do it this year. It was a weird year. It was a shortened year. We got bounced early. But, man, in a couple of years, you, you, we're just going to be unstoppable. So here's your lineup on June 19th, 2023. Uh, ben Attendi, Vaughn, Luis Robert Jr., Jimenez, Grandal, Berger, Frazier, Andrews, and Remillard. Um, not what I was expecting. But, again, we're this is what we have to, to put on the field, and, and this is what we're dealing with right now. A lot of injuries going on with this White Sox team. Uh, so – would we see Popeye Rodriguez anytime soon? Uh, this was uh, the Sox plan for Rodriguez uh, per Vinny Duber of CHGO. Grafol said uh, he can pinch run. He can play multiple positions. We have guys we are going to throw out there on a daily basis. If the opportunity comes up where he helps us win a game, uh, that's when we'll use him. Uh, so I don't anticipate seeing him. Uh, very often at all. It reminds me of when Lenin Sosa uh, came up. I believe it was last year. And uh, the way kind of Tony La Russa handled that whole situation, uh, basically not really giving him the time of day. He might have got one start uh, during his short time with the club. It's, that could be what happens with uh, Rodriguez. Uh, we shall see. It's like, what are you going to do? You got Zach Remillard, who was the, the king of Seattle this past Saturday. You're going to play Remillard. You're going to switch Andrews to shortstop uh, while T.A. is banged up here. And who knows? According to Grafol, if it's not too bad, he might be back soon. So this little stint by Popeye Rodriguez might not be much. Uh, we'll see. Uh, some interesting stuff here, though, uh, also from Pedro Grafol. Uh, this is what he had to say prior to Monday's game. I think everyone in that clubhouse thinks this division is up for the taking. Nobody seems to be running away with it. Five and a half games back is certainly a number that's attainable. Uh, maybe three or four weeks ago, we were a nine and a half back. We've made up four games and we haven't played our best baseball. So we're extremely optimistic. This thing will click for us. Uh, we've played a lot of close games, a lot of leverage games where a hit or walk here or there and we're three or four games better. Everybody in that clubhouse is optimistic that we're going to put this together and we're in striking distance of where we want to be. Should we be better? Probably but we're not. This is where we are. We can only look at uh, where we're at, continue to work and play baseball the way we feel we can. Yeah, a lot going on there uh, in that quote from Grafol. He wants to kind of talk a little bit about the past, but he also wants to stay uh, in the present. Uh, and that whole stuff about, you know, uh, close games, leverage games, you know, yeah, those are the, that's what's going to be, you know, your defining role uh, or, or your the, your definition of a team, I guess, uh, at the end of the day. You know, it's like, well, those are the games you should be winning. You got to take the close games when you can get them. Uh, and, and this is not April and May. I mean, we're we're sitting here in late June. Yeah, you're five and a half games back, but you're also 12 games under 500. And, and the numbers show it. I mean, you're just. The Sox are not a good team right now. I mean, they are what their record says, and it really felt like it uh, on Monday. But then again, they were playing one of the best teams in all of baseball. Uh, bottom second, Jake Berger uh, with a one-out double down the third baseline. Uh, it was the second hit of the game for the White Sox. Uh, Frazier struck out on a high fastball out of the zone, two outs. Andrews lined a third, inning over. 
uh, top of third, uh, Josh Jung of the Rangers, second hit of the game, and it was a two-out solo home run. A two-out, definitely a theme for the Rangers. Uh, not a terrible pitch by Tanner Banks. Uh, uh, Jung just went down and got a slider, crushed it into the right, uh, sorry, uh, left field seats. Uh, two nothing Texas after three. Uh, Banks after three innings, four hits, two earned runs, uh, no walks, three uh, strikeouts, 53 pitches. Uh, bottom third, you know, I was thinking to myself, remember when the White Sox used to destroy uh, left-handed pitching. Uh, the Rangers had a lefty on the mound, Heaney, but boy, he was deceptive, uh, not overpowering at all, but hid the ball uh, really well. Uh, Sacks offense just, they, they didn't have a lot of answers for him, uh, which is a theme. <laughs> Sacks with two hits, uh, three strikeouts, zero walks uh, after three. Top of four, uh, Padilla came in, Another two-out run for the Rangers, 3-0 Texas. Uh, two hits after five innings for the White Sox. Zero walks, uh, six strikeouts. Things did get interesting in the bottom of the sixth inning. Back-to-back -back home runs. Andrew Vaughn hit his 10th and Luis Robert Jr. his 18th. It was 3-2 Rangers. Uh, top of seven more. Two-out runs for the Rangers with Aaron Bummer on the mound, base hit through the right side with the bases loaded. They got their two back, a 5-2 Texas. A bottom of eight, Sox had an opportunity, two on, one out. Ben Attendee and Luis Robert Jr. had base hits. Then Aloy got on after an error in the infield, so you got bases loaded. Here we go. Yaz struck out on a nasty curveball. Berger had a 3-0 count, and he struck out. Uh, Griffol went with Kendall Graveman in the ninth inning with the White Sox down three. Very interesting choice uh, in terms of bullpen management. Uh, again, going with a guy that's probably going to be, uh, you know, your ninth inning guy in close games, uh, you know, with Liam Hendricks on the IL, and, and you went with him in that situation. Uh, okay, uh, so bottom of nine, uh, Frazier and Andrews with base hits uh, to start things off. First and second, nobody out for the sacks. Remillard struck out. Uh, very tough slider from uh, Texas's uh, Will Smith. Ben Attendee, a low liner caught by Simeon. Two outs, and then Andrew Vaughn, uh, ground out, game over. Uh, Banks, his final line, three uh, in two-thirds, uh, five hits, three earned runs, uh, zero walks, three strikeouts. Uh, it went Padilla, then Schultons, a bummer who uh, had two earned runs, Kelly and Graveman. Uh, White Sox offense, uh, again, just two runs, uh, both uh, solo home runs, uh, nine hits, one walk, nine strikeouts, and the Sox were 0 for 9 with runners in scoring position. Um Somehow they got to figure out how to get a guy on and then blast one out of the ballpark because this stretch of solo home runs, um, you know, you, again, it's nice. It's nice to be hitting the ball out of the ballpark and, and the weather is going to, I think, cooperate the rest of the week in the eighties, uh, warm uh, ball should be flying out for probably both teams, but man, Sacks have got to find a way uh, to have people on base when you uh, have a power surge. Uh, should be a good pitching matchup Tuesday night 
And Rick Hahn uh, opened up his mouth uh, prior to Monday's game. More on that uh, in a moment. Sox Rangers back at it on Tuesday. Uh, Dylan Cease on the hill. Uh, Dylan Cease has a 3-0 and record uh, with an ERA of 2.66 and 29 strikeouts in four appearances uh, versus the Rangers in his career. Uh, had one start against the Rangers last season. Went six innings, gave up uh, just two hits, one run, three walks, and five strikeouts. Uh, Dylan Cease is 3-3 three and three with an ERA of 4.31 and 91 strikeouts in 15 appearances this season. Uh, last time we saw Cease, uh, he pitched against the L.A. Dodgers last Thursday. He went five and a third, uh, four hits, two earned runs, three walks, and 10 strikeouts. Uh, Cease did not allow a hit until Mookie Betts singled with two outs in the third inning. The Dodgers did not put a runner in scoring position until Betts singled with two outs in the fifth inning on the heels of a walk by Chris Taylor. Uh, Dodgers trailed 4-0 after five innings, uh, and then Ronaldo Lopez gave up a grand slam to Taylor in the sixth, and uh, you know the rest of that story. Those were those uh, four solo home runs the Sox had in that last cease start, uh, a pair of back-to-back jacks. Uh, so, you know, Cease went five and a third last time he threw. I, I don't think he'd be terribly happy with that. Uh, with the way the uh, Grafol's using the bullpen on Monday, uh, you know, it's been taxed. It was taxed this past weekend in Seattle. I need Cease to go six. Can you go seven? Six would be good, though. Uh, a solid six innings all the way through. Uh, that would be uh, that would be good. That would be a, a good start pitching-wise. Now, offense, somehow I've got to figure it out. But again, Texas is a tough team. Uh, they're, they're tough offensively. They're tough uh, on the mound. Uh, so Rick Hahn did talk to the media uh, before Monday, and I gave you a little bit uh, earlier uh, in the episode of what he had to say. Uh, you know, not ready to make decisions uh, as of yet uh, regarding the trade deadline. He has got Pedro Grafols back. Uh, uh, this was a little bit more from Rick Hahn before the game. Uh, making the playoffs, the playoffs is important, but the goals are loftier than that. Uh, when we judge ultimately what happens is we get much closer to August 1st than we are now, how we project our ability to not only win the, the division, but to make an impact in October is going to factor in. And of course, he's talking about uh, different decisions uh, uh, by this upcoming trade deadline. And Talking about October baseball, talking about making an impact in October, about going above and beyond uh, winning just the division, uh, it's laughable stuff. You know, he's got to say something, right? He's got to come out and say something. Uh, but, you know, honestly, like if you've been watching this team uh, consistently and, and, I, and I'm with it and I'm in it and, and every inning, every game, uh, sometimes I got to play a little catch up on the weekends, but still it, this team does not scream a division winning team or beyond, you know, uh, they are in this division, this forgiving division and that games back, unfortunately is causing uh, Grafol now and Rick Hahn and the Sox organization 
uh, to say the things that they are saying, but the quality of baseball, the type of baseball we're saying with the type of players that are being thrown out there here uh, in late June, uh, 2023, you know, I, I don't trust that type of product. I don't think it's sustainable. Uh, and with all these injuries and, you know, look uh, again, like they might hang around, they might hang around, uh, throughout June and July, because nobody is putting the White Sox away. Uh, you know, the Twins continue to flounder up at the top. And, uh, you know, again, like the way the Sox have been playing, they should be nine or 10 games out of first place. And we're not even going to have these conversations about winning the division or going beyond and making an impact in October. What are you talking about, uh, Rick Hahn? Uh, again, uh, frustrating. As I said at the top of this episode, uh, th this organization, this team is just so frustrating. You know, they they absolutely can't put everything together consistently. Uh, but you see in, in moments like on Monday where the Rangers, you know, they didn't do anything flashy. I mean, you know, they, they got their runs. They had a home run off of, you know, a bullpen game of the White Sox. But that was all they needed because they were able to put everything else in place from a pitching standpoint to make those five runs stick uh, against, you know, a Sox team that just is really searching for just answers. Uh, and, and I think it's coming from, uh, you know, the coaching staff, the, the front office and, and the players looking around of just like, how did we get here? You know, how did this happen? Uh, so again, the Sox try uh, one more time on Tuesday night, uh, uh, with Dylan Cease on the Hill. Folks, thank you so very much for making this podcast part of your daily routine. You can find the Lockdown White Sox podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast. So we're on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. You can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore GGTV. Hey, and don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, get any questions, comments you have in for a future mailbag episode that might be coming up later this week, LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. Uh, I'd love to hear your ideas of what this White Sox team should do uh, with the trade deadline coming up in about a month and a half. Uh, what would you like to see uh, from this White Sox team? Uh, Sox take on the Rangers on Tuesday at 35th and Shields. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Hey, thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. And hey, every dayers on the next episode, I will recap Dylan Cease's outing. Hopefully be celebrating a White Sox winner. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time. Go Sacks.